It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross. Answer. Yes. Touchdown. They did it. All right, welcome into the Full Court Press. Jason Walker with you here, um, all by myself, unfortunately. Uh, Eric Franson is out of town. We had uh, Jacob Nielsen on, uh, who's uh, <laughs> trying to come up with a short explanation for who he is. You know, he works with KSL, Herald Journal, Utah Statesman. Uh, he's he's part of the uh, media here in Cache Valley, covering. High school, Utah State. So we had him on yesterday as a, a guest uh, host, but unfortunately he couldn't come on today because he's covering one of the uh, well, the one local high school football game that's taking place in Cache Valley. Uh, he'll be uh, that game starts at five o'clock, so he couldn't do the uh, the show. Although we're actually going to have a bit of a, a truncated show. Um, we'll have obviously the entire first hour, four o'clock to five o'clock. Uh, the five o'clock hour will basically end around four, excuse me, five, uh, five seventeen. As we're gonna have this week in the Mountain West, uh, that'll play. It'll go for about a half hour, and then at around five forty-five, we'll actually have the beginning of the pregame of the Skyview for a playoff game, football playoff game. So you've got three. Football playoff games going off tonight for high school sports. Uh, one of them taking place in Cache Valley, two of them outside of the valley. That uh, is there at, at uh, away sites, seeing as they're the lower seed. We'll get into that. Into, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, wanted to bring up um, games already in progress or already having happened today. Also, high school. The 4A high school volleyball state championships started today. They played the uh, first round and are getting through the quarterfinals. I remind us that the final RPI and, you know, also the the playoff matchups because of the final RPI were released on Wednesday, or Tuesday or Wednesday, earlier this week. And so Skyview was the number one seed, Green Canyon was the two seed, Ridgeline the three seed, um, also had Bear River at 11, uh, Logan at 13 and Mountain Crest at 11. Uh, Mountain Crest, Logan, and Bear River all lost in their first round matchups. Uh, Mountain Crest lost 3 1 to Snow Canyon. Uh, Logan lost 3 0 to Cedar. And Bear River lost 3 0 to Crimson Cliffs. Uh, two games have already concluded in the quarterfinals. They're able to, to pump these games out really quickly, as is the nature of volleyball. Uh, Skyview faced Snow Canyon, so Skyview got a bye, and they faced Snow Canyon, who defeated Mountain Crest. Uh, Skyview defeated Snow Canyon three to one, and then another, you know, semifinal or quarterfinal game didn't involve 
uh, Region 11. It was Cedar and Desert Hills. Desert Hills won that one 3-0. Technically an upset there. Um, and those were the those two games, the Skyview Snow Canyon and Cedar Desert Hills games. Those were, according to the schedule I have, played at 12 o'clock. The next games were supposed to start at 1.30, though from what I've seen, you know, trying to find it on Twitter, uh, the Green Canyon and Hurricane game is still going. And so that was supposed to start at, at 1.30. Um, it may have started a little late, because, I mean, I checked this like 10 minutes ago, and they were going into a fourth set. Green Canyon was up 2-1. to one. Uh, over Hurricane. Green Canyon, the two-seed over, seven-seed Hurricane. I was not able to find any in-progress score for Ridgeline against Crimson Cliffs. I'm assuming that game is going on right now. May have already concluded. I don't know. So unfortunately, I can't give you any specific updates on those two games, but I can tell you that Skyview will play Desert Hills in the semifinal, and all these games are taking place at Utah Valley University. And the semifinal and final uh, the championship match will take place tomorrow at Utah Valley. We'll we'll see exactly who uh, we'll see if Green Kane and and Ridgeline play each other in the semifinal, and then it's certainly possible that we have an all Region Eleven for a championship match. It always seemed likely because the top three seeds in four A were all from Region Eleven: Skyview, Green Canyon, Ridgeline. There's a lot of dominance in volleyball going on here in Region 11. Skyview's been a you know good team for quite a while. Green Canyon, no less serviceable most years. So we'll see how this goes. Um, I'll see if I can maybe look this up and try and update you. There's some people on Twitter doing great work. I know Tyler Baldwin. Uh, he, he's the guy I, I found the Green Canyon score off of. So we'll see how things go in the volleyball games, which are going on right now. Uh, also going on right now, actually, at least, again, if my schedule is correct, uh, in the 4A football uh, playoffs. Games were taking place today. Uh, scheduled for a 4 p.m. start was Dixie against Mountain Crest. And... If you are, you know, Mountain Crest faithful, uh, you know, I don't always encourage you to tune off the show, but if you want to, you can tune in to 1077 KLZX. Pre-game should already be in progress if the game hasn't already started. Again, it was scheduled to start at 4 p.m. Sometimes those change last minute, and I, and I don't always get the updates there. But 4 p.m. for that. Uh, so the three-seed Dixie against the six-seed Mountain Crest. Uh, the Mustangs last week defeated Bear River 35-15. Now, obviously, you can tune into this game at 107.7 KLZX, or you can also go to cashvalleydaily.com. Uh, you can find the live stream. In fact, I'm almost tempted to just pull up the live stream myself just to confirm that the game is happening. But it's hard to do that while talking on the radio and I don't have somebody next to me. Um... Just trying to pull that game up and see if it's going. I think it is. Yeah, it's going. They're currently playing, so they're at Dixie High School. Uh, currently 0-0. And uh, obviously the game just barely having started. So 
You can uh, tune into that on CashValleyDaily.com. And then uh, another game scheduled to start at 5 o'clock. This is what I mentioned uh, Jacob Nielsen will be at, our guest host from yesterday. Uh, Four-seeded Ridgeline taking on five-seeded Snow Canyon. Pre-game is set to start at 4.45 on 104.5 The Ranch. Now we'll have our very own Dave Simmons and the Patriot, Nick Zollinger. They'll be on the call on 104.5 The Ranch, also on CashValleyDaily.com. You can find all the links to these live streams on CashValleyDaily.com. Just go to the front page, and they're all there on the right side. It's, I was able to pull it up really quickly on my own little computer here. So in about 35 minutes, thereabouts, their pregame should start, and again, the, the game will start at 5 uh, down in Millville. Now, the final game of the day involving Region 11 is set to start at 6 p.m. That's 2-seed Desert Hills against 7-seed Skyview. Uh, that's a 5.45 pregame, you can, and that will be right here on 106.9 The Fan uh, after the conclusion of this week in the Mountain West. And again, obviously, you can find uh, live stream on CashValleyDaily.com. Now, I wanted to kind of go over some of these matchups. You know, what's going on? What's, uh, you know, who's likely to advance? You know, I've said who I think is going to advance in, in volleyball. I think Skyview is going to advance the championship there. Just a dominant team. And between Green Canyon and Ridgeline, uh, I don't know, it feels like a toss-up at times. Probably Green Canyon. Sometimes you just go with the chalk. But overall, I think we're going to see a, an all-region 11 matchup in, in volleyball. In football, it's a lot less likely. So let, let's go down the list. And let's start with Mountain Crest and Dixie, since that's the first one. That's the one going on. Now, this one, it is, you know, a three seed against a six seed. There's, there's some difference in seeding and how the regular seasons went for these two teams. But, you know, Dixie are a team that I feel like can be a bit vulnerable. Uh, they don't really have a shutdown defense. Their offense hasn't produced a ton of points. They're usually in the 20s. They're not blowing teams out. They're just winning, and that's it. And so I think there's room for Mountain Crest, who've got a really good defense. And heck, uh, last week, let's see, Dixie, oh no, I'm trying to think. I might be confusing uh, Snow Canyon and uh, Dixie, but, you know, the Flyers have not been super great on offense. And while Mountain Crest offense isn't anything special itself, that's the risky thing here is that, you know, the thing that will get Mountain Crest if they don't win this game is because they couldn't score points, which I guess is a no-brainer, but just a lack of the offense's ability to get points in this, where they just don't have a good offense, so they can't score the points, even though their defense is probably going to hold Dixie uh, – Dixie down uh, fairly well. So the the chance for Mountain Chris to get this upset really does come from making it a low-scoring game and probably getting a turnover or two that puts their offense in a position to maybe score a touchdown or get a field goal. Heck, if the defense puts points on the boards themselves, then that can dramatically increase the chance of winning this game. That's provided the defense holds down Dixie's offense, which, as I said, isn't the most difficult thing to do, I don't think. So there's a real chance, I think, for an upset in this game. I've 
probably still predict a Dixie victory. They're probably, you know, they've done well enough pulling out wins so far. So I'd I'd be surprised if they don't. I'd be sort of surprised if they don't pull it off here. But I think Mountain Crest has a real chance of coming away with a win in this one. Now the other one, uh, Ridgeline and Snow Canyon. Just looking at these two teams, you know the Riverhawks. They've won four of their last five games, and they've only allowed ten point four points in those five games. Uh, and, and and there's an outlier in that. Uh, I believe the, oh, what was it, like the thirty to six loss to, to Skyview, I think, uh, is an outlier. And so if you exclude an outlier, they're only allowing, or if you just look at the wins, the four out of five wins, they're six and they're allowing six points per game in the wins, shutting a few teams out. So there's a really good defense in Ridgeland right now. They're performing very well. They shut out uh, Pineview in the opening week of the playoffs. Ridgeland 24-0 against Pineview. Although the thing is, Snow Canyon, they're 5-0 and in their last five games, and they're averaging 45.4 points in those games. They are scoring a ton of points. Although, maybe there's some hope. You look at Green Canyon. They've, uh, Snow Canyon faced Ridgeline last week. First round of the playoffs. Green Canyon's got themselves a good defense. Probably not as good as, as Ridgeline's. But Green Canyon showed their, their defensive capabilities by holding, you know, again, this team that had been averaging 45, almost 50 points going into that game. Green Canyon held Snow Canyon to just 26 points. So if, if Ridgeline can do something similar where they're holding them to 20, something in the low 20s, then there is a definite possibility that Ridgeline scores enough points on offense. Ridgeline doesn't have an explosive offense. They do get Jackson Olsen back. And that can certainly help in playmaking. Um, so if he's able to make a couple plays, if there's some other players on offense, just make enough plays, get themselves into the 20s in terms of point total, they have a real chance to win this game. But kind of like with Mountain Crest, it's going to come a lot, come down a lot to the defense. Can the defense make those plays? Certainly trust the Ridgeline defense, and I trust the Mountain Crest defense. And I trust the Ridgeline offense a little bit more than the Mountain Crest offense for fairly obvious reasons. Um, and so in the end, I think Ridgeline, they're going to put in a good defensive performance, get some turnovers, help its offense. And I think with a solid offensive performance, they're going to wind up with the victory in this one over Snow Canyon. Which again, that one is, is set to start here in about 45 minutes. Uh, finally, Skyview at Desert Hills. Uh, Bobcats, they're on a roll. They're on a five-game win streak. Uh and that ended up winning them Region 11. They beat Ridgeline, uh, and so they basically sealed themselves in by winning out after losing to Logan. Skyview's able to win Region 11. Uh, but the thing is, Desert Hills, they, they are arguably the toughest team that Skyview has faced since non-region play. You can maybe argue that Ridgeline might be as tough as Desert Hills, but I probably wouldn't. Um... And if you remember, Skyview's non-region, they went 1-3 and three in non-region. They played some tough teams, but they lost. So Desert Hills being one of the toughest teams since Skyview's non-region schedule, that's not a good sign. Because Skyview's been able to 
get away with winning against a, what has been a somewhat weaker Region 11 this year. And so Desert Hills, you look over the last six games, Desert Hills has a plus 173 point differential in the last six games. And that includes a game where they lost by 22 points. So, I mean, if you, if you threw that out, then they'd be even higher. They'd be almost be a plus 200 in five out of six games in terms of point differential. And so that plus 173 point differential in six games, that equates to about four touchdowns they're, they're winning by on average. So Desert Hills is a team that can put their foot on the gas and get ahead early, and they're tough. Now, I'm not going to say that they necessarily played tougher competition than Skyview. I don't think the, the strength of the schedule has been that drastically different between Desert Hills and Skyview. But Skyview wasn't doing this to Region 11 teams. They barely beat Green Canyon like 3-0. to zero. So, I think, I think it was Green Canyon. I'm suddenly doubting myself on that one, whether or not that was actually the case. But, you know, Skyview hasn't done the same thing as Desert Hills has, and so it's certainly worrying. There's a reason Desert Hills is the two seed. And so, while it's nice that Skyview's been on this run, I think it's probably going to end today. I'd say Skyview probably loses by multiple touchdowns. I don't think it'll be a blowout. But it'll be a comfortable win for Desert Hills. So that's my predictions on the 4A football playoffs going on today. Again, Mountain Crest and Dixie playing right now. Got the live stream pulled up. We're still 0-0 in the first quarter. Um, So Mountain Crest and Dixie playing right now. Ridgeline Snow Canyon coming up here in about uh, 40 minutes. And then Skyview Desert Hills right here on 106.9 The Fan. You can catch that uh, pregame starting at 545. So with that, we're going to be moving on. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about Utah State women's basketball. They have a game today, so a lot happening today. A lot happening in the Valley or outside of the Valley involving the Valley. So we'll talk about Utah State women's basketball playing tonight against Fort Lewis College uh, when we come back here on 106.9 The Fan. S.E. Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. We offer a large selection of personalized service and extraordinary benefits with our integrity price guarantee. At match quality, you'll find our prices to be as low or lower than any store in the state. We consistently beat any 50 to 70% off sales, internet pricing, or so-called wholesale deals. In fact, we even price our diamonds at internet pricing. So you'll get S.E. Needham quality at internet prices. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. The Elements Restaurant is serving a plated Thanksgiving dinner this year with all the holiday classics. Herb roasted turkey with a sage turkey gravy, garlic whipped potatoes and whipped sweet potatoes, traditional cornbread stuffing, and delicious warm rolls. And for dessert, choose between pumpkin pie, pecan pie, or apple galette. Let the Elements serve your family a delicious Thanksgiving feast while you spend the day enjoying family and friends. Prime times fill up quickly. Reserve online today at theelementsrestaurant.com or call 750-5171. 
Your first and goal at the 10-yard line with seconds left on the clock. Your running back is poised for the game-winning touchdown, but before you can make the snap, the opposing team just takes the ball and locks it in a safe, and they won't give you the combination unless you pay them $10,000. That's exactly how ransomware works. And in 2021, two out of every three organizations fell victim to ransomware attacks. Protect your business with Les Olson Security Suite from Les Olson IT. Learn more at lesolson.com. Clean it up and get it out before the snow flies. Don't wait another winter. Let DD Auto and Salvage pay you for that junk vehicle. DD Auto and Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. If you have metal, DD Auto and Salvage and Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787 1204. That's 787 1204 today. See store for details. <laughs> Has inflation got you down? This is Zach with HSA Depot. Did you know you can save money by using your pre-tax income to buy qualifying medical supplies? Health savings and flex spending accounts can be used for more than just doctor visits and prescriptions. HSA Depot helps you conquer your health care by providing HSA and FSA eligible products, taking the guesswork out of the process. Come to HSA Depot next to Sally Beauty and see how much you can save. HSA Depot, five-star review. I'm here with Mark Anderson from Anderson Seed and Garden. Mark, can you tell us a little about your experience with ChemDry of Northern Utah? You know, our carpets get really dirty at Anderson Seed and Garden, and we clean every January. Our timing is is kind of difficult. I called Daryl, and he was amazing to work around our schedule. They came in and cleaned our carpets. They looked like brand new when they were all done, and uh, they've just been amazing to work with. ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern Utah. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back, Full Court Press. Jason Walker with you here. If you want to text into the show, you can text in 435-339-0321. Feel free to text in on all the different things, you know, your predictions for the many games going on. Uh, 4A High School Volleyball going on right now. Green Canyon and Ridgeline both. uh, Their games should probably be over by now, but again, I don't have a score update for those. Uh, Skyview taking care of business on their side, defeating Snow Canyon 3-1. And then Mountain Crest in their 4A football playoff matchup going on right now. Still 0-0 last time I checked. I have the live stream up. Uh, I've got it on myself. It's actually just entered the second quarter. Mountain Crest, they've got the ball around midfield. Got a couple big plays. I, I watched uh, Carson Olsen. Break off a big run that got Mountain Crest around their, their own 20 up into the 40-something yard line. So Mountain Crest may be making some plays. You know, I made my prediction that I think Mountain Crest has a chance. I, 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 like, I really want to pick them in an upset. I'm just kind of, I don't know, maybe I just don't have the, the guts to actually predict them to win. But although they just uh, 
failed to convert a third and five, so it looks like they're probably going to punt around midfield. So those are the high school games going on today. Lots of high school games. Three from football. Uh, three for uh, volleyball involving Region 11 teams. But another game that's happening today. Utah State women's basketball taking on Fort Lewis College. 6 p.m. in the spectrum. I'm going to be there seeing how this team looks. There's a lot of mystery you know, involving this team. There's some things we can kind of guess where we're anticipating some players stepping up. Christina Oliva, Timia Robinson, and uh, Maria Carvalho. Those are three players I'm definitely going to be looking at. Um, Abby Wall is another one. I'm just trying to see if like my suspicions about these players are true. Um, unfortunately, you know, in, a, in an exhibition game like this, it's always going to be skewed toward the positive because Utah State's supposed to be really good, or you know, I should say there's supposed to be a talent gap between Fort Lewis and Utah State. So Utah State's going to look really good in this matchup, probably a little better than they should. But we'll see. If they put triple digits on Fort Lewis, which is possible in these exhibition games, then I think that's a good sign. And if they shoot really well, you know, that can be a good sign. It's a possibility that it's just them getting hot. It's a possibility it's just Fort Lewis College. But the thing is, if they shoot well from three, that's something that, you know, it's not really opponent depending. There's some teams that are better at threes and sometimes they give up more wide open threes. But generally speaking, you know, if they shoot well, then it'll be a good sign at least. Utah State's not had a super great shooting team. They've been below average for as long as I can remember covering this women's team, which is admittedly not a very long time. You know, they've not had great shooting. So I want to see them shoot the ball well. They have some people. They got Kinley Falslev, a local out of Green Canyon, Olivia Wickstrom. And then Robinson, Oliva, and Carvalho are all three of them at least decent shooters and have a decent record as far as their three-point percentage, shooting around league average for uh, Division One. Although, granted, those three guards, Robinson, and at least, well, two of the guards, Oliva and Robinson, they both come out of junior colleges. Uh, Oliva comes out of, like, the California like Junior College Association. Like, lower than, like, was probably one of the lowest leagues. But she averaged, like, 15 points per game and was a, was a good score. But she's kind of overlooked because she was coming out of a California Junior College Association. Um... Lotamia Robinson, she was a Division II junior college uh, All-American. Um, I can't remember which college she came out of. There's just so many, it's hard to keep track. So we'll see how these players do. You know, again, it just comes down to efficiency. That's really one of the things I'll be looking for is efficiency. Uh, efficiency on offense. I want to see activity on defense. You know, we know there's going to be, you know, again, with, with a potential talent gap between a, you know Fort Lewis and Utah State. There's going to be results on offense and defense. The question is, how does it look? Does it look good? Is it efficient? Is there, you know, is the way you get to those results the right way? It's like if you shoot a hook shot on a three-pointer and you make it, that's not necessarily a good way to do it. 
you want to make sure you're getting to the results the right way. And so that's what I'll be looking for from the women's basketball team tonight. Uh, there's actually also an open practice from Utah State men's basketball. I don't know how I missed this, but it came through. Or it made its way to my feed um, like late yesterday to where there's going to be an open practice tomorrow uh, at 11 a.m. So that'll be something that I'll be heading to. And I'll be looking for the same things I'll be looking for in the, in the women's game tonight. You know, I want to see effectiveness in shooting, want to see the defensive hustle. Obviously it's different in a practice because, you know, a lot more of it's going to be drills, uh, different things like that. So it, it'll be a chance to see these guys. But uh, unfortunately it won't be the same as being able to watch uh, the Utah State women's basketball team tonight in an actual game, be it an unofficial game. This isn't officially the start of the season because it will not count on the win-loss record. None of the stats will count. Nothing. It's just an exhibition. It's a glorified scrimmage. Uh, 5338 on the text line. Uh, if you want to text in, you can text in at 435-339-0321. So 5338 text in says, Go Aggies! Beat Al Lewis College. I'm hoping I didn't accidentally say Al Lewis College. Fort Lewis College is who they're, is who they're playing. But yeah, Al Lewis College. We set up an Al Lewis College. Al, Al Lewis uh, College of Broadcasting. That'd be nice. I don't know if he'd be up to teaching it these days. He's kind of enjoying the, the slower, slower uh, semi-retirement. You know, retiring from doing the Logan, being the voice of Logan High School. Obviously being the, the former voice of the Aggies. Longtime voice of the Aggies. But unfortunately, he's not there anymore. So that's kind of what's going on with uh, Utah State this weekend. There's a bye week for the football team. And it feels harder to evaluate the bye week for Utah State, the Utah State football, because last time they had a bye week, they were at this crucial moment. I guess they're, st- they're still kind of at a crucial moment, but they were at a, they were just in a rut and they had a lot of things they needed to work on. This bye week, I haven't really felt like there's been as much to talk about because the only thing I can ever write down in my notes as to what I want to see out of this bye week is get healthy. Because last time, there were a million things I wanted to write down for things to get better in the bye week. You know, be better in run blocking. You know, be able to actually throw the ball. You know, be more disciplined in, uh, in uh, gap coverage, in the run, in the run stopping. And, I mean, they certainly didn't do a lot of those things against Wyoming. But on defense, they were missing tons of players. So their run stopping wasn't nearly as effective as it could have been. And, of course, in the passing game, they were starting their fourth-string quarterback. Like, how on earth was that ever going to be an efficient pass game? You've got a guy who has a really good arm on him. You know, Davenport's got a really good arm. But he wasn't accurate down the field. Because he's kind of not supposed to be. He's a true freshman out of high school. He's a lot of talent, but not enough development. 
And so really the only thing that felt like it could have been better was maybe the run blocking. But even that could have been affected because Wyoming was able to, um, you know, they had a good game plan for one. But, you know, they were also able to key in on the run. And part of it was with their game plan where they were able to bring extra defenders at times into the box, usually post-snap, um, and just stop the run because they knew they couldn't be beaten by the pass. They'd bring down safeties and have them kind of blitz and contain so they were able to stop Utah State's uh, you know, read option or RPO attack. And they weren't afraid of being beat down the field by Bishop Davenport. So things didn't go well on that end. So all in all, if I were to say, like, what do I want to see improved from the Wyoming game? All of it seems to tie back to health. And so it just doesn't feel like there's anything else I can talk about with the bye week. Get healthy, which Cooper Lega, he's going to start the next game. He's going to get a concussion protocol. He's going to come in. He's going to be the starter again. He's probably going to be just fine. And he's probably going to end up looking really good against uh, New Mexico, I think, is their, their upcoming opponent on the 5th. So they'll have that, and then they'll, that'll probably help the run game because they'll be able to have a balanced offense. The defense, I don't know if they're going to get a ton healthier because, you know, they could probably get Byron Vaughn's back. That'll help. MJ Tafisi should be back. But they're still missing, you know, the, the like two or three defensive linemen that, that are out for the year. So they'll get slightly healthier. But they'll need to make sure that they, uh, they perform well. Uh, Johnny Carter is probably still going to be out. You know, from the way that uh, Blake Anderson was talking about Carter, it's, it seemed like his injury is going to be a little bit. We'll see exactly when he comes back, if he's able to come back um, next couple weeks. And I think, if I remember correctly, Anderson said there's a possibility that it's season-ending. But they don't know yet. Otherwise, he would have you know, told us it was season-ending. He's generally been upfront about that. So long as he's not talking about the quarterback. He wasn't upfront about Logan Bonner. But with other positions, he's been upfront saying, yeah, the guy's out for the year. So, again, that, that's the weekend for Utah State. It's more focused on the basketball end. We've got an actual basketball game for the Utah State women. We've got a practice you can go to uh, at the Spectrum at 11 a.m. And while you're there, they're going to have a volleyball game at 1 p.m. Uh, so Utah State playing volleyball in the Estes Center, short walk from the you know across the small parking lot from the Spectrum to uh, the Estes Center, so you can go watch the volleyball team after watching uh, Utah State basketball. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're talking Utah Jazz. Also, a little bit of kind of NBA news. There's something that's been floated out there. ESPN reporting on it today, but I want to talk about. Uh, what, what's going on there with the Jazz and also potential salary cap for the NBA? We'll talk about it next here on 1069 The Fan. When Evan McMullen backed Joe Biden for president, he voted for every single catastrophic policy Biden's gang of socialists and tyrants inflicted on struggling Utah families 40 year high inflation, crushing taxes, open borders, and lost freedoms. It was a bad call. But McMullen's got no regrets. We can't give Evan McMullen a second chance. We need Mike Lee now more than ever, our constant constitutional defender who never gives an inch to the forces who would destroy American freedom. 
The Biden-McMullen agenda drove Utahns' cost of living sky high. But Mike Lee has been a bulwark, shielding us from Joe Biden's thoughtless leadership, standing strong against rampant spending, lawless borders, and creeping socialism, even when he's had to stand alone. I'm Mike Lee, and I approve this message because I love Utah. I love our country, and it's been my honor to serve as your senator. Mike Lee for Senate. Paid for by Friends of Mike Lee Incorporated. What's more important than sleep? Granted, some things are, but not many. This is Ryan at My Mattress, and here we offer the best solution to better sleep, a better mattress. IntelliBed, the gel mattress, cradles your hips and shoulders while providing the best back support possible. Or come in and choose a Tempur-Pedic that boasts 93% of their owners love their bed. My Mattress, offering the best sleep possible by the South Walmart. Fall is in the air and it's getting colder. Make sure your vehicle is well-maintained. Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan across from Angie's can help. As the weather turns colder, your car needs more babying and an oil change is easy. They'll change your oil and also check other fluid levels and replace your air filters if needed. The best thing, you can stay in your car while their trained professionals service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main, open seven days a week. Thermo Fisher Scientific is hiring for their manufacturing, distribution, and warehouse team. And that's great news for anyone seeking a rewarding career. Thermo Fisher offers positions across multiple shifts, competitive compensation, health benefits, paid time off, bonuses, and an excellent work environment. Help Thermo Fisher make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Visit job.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer. Alpine Home Medical has been around for over 25 years. Can you believe that? Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. What keeps us coming to work every day? We're passionate about caring for you. From home and bathroom safety to transportation, mobility, recovery, oxygen, sleep, and more, come into any of our 10 locations today and let us take care of you. Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Valvoline Instant Oil Change is now open seven days a week. They're at 695 North Main in Logan. That's across the street from Angie's. They're quick, clean, easy. That's how it should be when it comes to an oil change. change. Stop in today. Or whenever you need an oil change. May not be today. All right, so we want to talk a little bit of Utah Jazz. They're going to face off against the Denver Nuggets. A lot of repeat opponents feels like in this early schedule. I think the Jazz will face the, the Timberwolves again soon. But the Jazz are facing the Nuggets for the second time this season already, and we're only four or five games in. Uh, and the Jazz faced the Nuggets in their season opener. Uh, they defeated them, actually, pretty handily, if I remember correctly. I uh, closed down the score that I had of the game, so I don't... Yeah, 123-102. So, pretty solid game from the Jazz in that one. 
Um, not like any spectacular individual performances. We've been lauding some of the performances from Lowry Marketing. He only had 17 points in that game. I mean, only 17 points. He was 6 of 12 in that game. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt had 7 points, 12 rebounds. So he had a you know pretty solid game. Mike Conley had 13 points, 8 assists. Um, the bench really came through in that game. Rudy Gay had 16 points. He was a plus 24 in the plus minus. Best on the team. Uh, Malik Beasley, he had 15 points. And he was plus 20 in the plus minus. Uh, Colin Sexton, he had 20 points himself. Granted, he was only plus 8 in the plus minus. But really, that the bench for Utah had some better performances than the starters. Because again, Sexton having 20 Malik Beasley having the 15 points, 5 assists. Walker Kessler having 12 points, 10 rebounds. And again, Rudy Gay just being on the floor and being super efficient there. Um, so they did really well, despite the fact that you know Nikola Jokic had himself a, a decent individual game. Uh, offensively, he was 12 of 17, you know, over 70% from the field. But it certainly felt like he was limited because he only only has you know six assists, only has four rebounds. He's a guy who can really get in there for rebounds. And the Jazz ended up out-rebounding the Nuggets in that game, I think 43-35. So they were able to get boards. Logic is, you know, Jared Vanderbilt getting the 12, Walker Kessler getting the 10. And so just keeping the Nuggets off the boards for the most part. Uh, Aaron Gordon did have a solid game. He had four offensive rebounds, 10 rebounds overall. Still, the Jazz did really well against the Nuggets in that first game. So the question is, can the Jazz do it again? They're going to be on the road this time. They opened against the Nuggets at home. Now they have to go to Denver and maybe repeat the feat. And I feel a little pessimistic about it. Granted, the Nuggets have not had a superb start. They're still trying to work Walker Kessler in. Or it's Walker Kessler. Um, Jamal Murray. They're trying to get him back, you know, Murray returning after, you know, injuries and and uh, struggling with his knee. Um, so the Nuggets, they're 3-2. They're and two. They lost to the Warriors in the opener, but then they did go on the road and beat the Warriors. Nuggets beating the Warriors 128-123. Then they beat the Thunder, granted only by five in that one, the kind of lowly Thunder. Then they lost to the Trailblazers, and, and last time out for the Nuggets, they beat the Lakers. So, Jazz may or may not be able to do it. Uh, I should look at what the uh, what all the matchup predictor and spread is. So, ESPN's matchup predictor has Denver at only 65. 65%. Mind you, when the Jazz played the Rockets for the second time, they were in like the 70s, almost 80s in terms of the matchup predictor. Um, the spread... Minus eight for the Nuggets. I think it was minus seven for the opener. I can't remember. But if you're if you're betting on the spread, I don't really know what to tell you. I I I've said this before where I'm not big on uh basketball spreads because they can just be really tricky to handle. Um so it'll be interesting to see how the Jazz do in this one. I mean Walker Kessler could be out. He's dealing with an illness. And I think, you know, his rebounding is key. 
being able to box out Nikola Jokic when he gets in, in into the paint, he's able to rebound, reset possessions. Jokic is a really good offensive rebounder. And I don't know so much that it's you know Kessler's defense on Jokic. Like I said, it's mostly about rebounding. And you know Yudoka Azubuki probably he could be better than Kessler, but the fact that you know Kessler is playing over Azubuki, that's there's a reason for that. So you want to have the good rebounding from Kessler. Combine that with Vanderbilt, uh, so you can always have at least one of those two on the floor, uh, being able to rebound effectively on the uh, at least on the defensive end, if not also the offensive end. So if you're missing Walker Kessler, that could be a small loss, not a huge one, but something of a small loss. I don't think there's any other major injuries for the Jazz and uh, the Nuggets. They're mainly just missing uh, Michael Porter Jr., who actually played in the first game. But I believe Porter Jr. is going to be out. Uh, He had 15 points and 7 rebounds in the first game. So... We'll see if that makes any difference, if that helps the Jazz out when they're going on the road to not have you know, pretty solid offensive weapon and a long player in Porter Jr. But obviously tonight isn't the only game that's going to be happening over the weekend for the Jazz. Uh, they're also going to be facing off against the Memphis Grizzlies. They're going to actually play the Grizzlies twice in a row. They played the Rockets twice in a row. They're going to play the Grizzlies twice in a row. Uh, they'll play the first game uh, tomorrow, Saturday. Um, I can't remember if that one's on the road or if that one's home. Because I think it's a home-and-home, home, basically, for both teams. So i got to pull up the schedule. And but just to talk about the Grizzlies for a second, oh, it's actually both of those are in Utah. They're going to play the Grizzlies twice in a row in Salt Lake City. Uh, they did they did an away and then a home game against uh, the Rockets. They're going to play both these ones against Memphis at home before going on a three-game road stretch. Uh, so they'll play. So they're starting a back-to-back today. They're at Denver today, coming back home tomorrow for a game against the Grizzlies. And Memphis, they're an interesting team because they're four and one, playing pretty well. But their um, their strength of schedule has been a little weak. You know, John Morant's got himself like 32 points a game, almost seven assists, four and a half rebounds. He's shooting like 50-something percent from three. But they've played the Knicks, Rockets, and Kings. Now, the Knicks are actually doing all right. I think they're three and one. But, I mean, look at those three teams. They're kind of expected to be mediocre or worse, you know, especially with the Rockets and even the Kings where they're not expected to be good. And those are three of Memphis's first, uh, first five opponents. Uh, the Nets, they kind of, you know, they sound like they're a good team with the players they have on their team, but they're 1-4. and four. So that's one of the other opponents Memphis has played is a struggling Nets team. And then arguably the best team they faced, you know, is the Mavericks. Of course, the Mavericks are 2-2, two and two, so I mean record-wise. The Knicks are actually the best team that uh, Memphis has faced so far. But I see the Mavericks are probably really the best team. And, well... That's the team that the Grizzlies lost to. They lost to them big. They lost 137-96. to So the one time they're facing a team that's actually kind of got things going, that's the team they got their cans kicked by. So it is kind of interesting with the Grizzlies. I don't know if that means the Jazz will beat up on the Grizzlies because 
The Jazz aren't supposed to be any good. We're just kind of waiting to see how real this is. It's like, it feels like we're on a river and we know there's a waterfall at the end of this river and we're just waiting until we can hear it and see it. And it's hard for us to enjoy, you know, paddling our canoes down the river because we just know there's a waterfall at the end of it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, NBA salary cap? Is that something uh, that we should uh, be considering? Also, we'll get into a little bit of Mountain West college football uh, over the weekend, some other matchups for, uh, that are happening around Utah. Utah State not playing this week, but BYU and Utah in action. Actually, they're both playing before Saturday. Utah's already played, and BYU will play tonight. Maybe talk a little bit about that since the Aggies aren't playing. We'll have more of that after this on 106.9 The Fan. Evan McMullen says he's independent. The Democrat Party knows he's not. Cheers rang loud after Utah Democrats reached a decision to join Evan McMullen. Democrats chose to back him. Why are Biden's allies pulling out all the stops to elect McMullen? Because he'd do their bidding in the Senate. Conservatives know he's a Democrat in disguise, but sometimes his mask slips. His positions on issues match the Democrat platform. He wants to weaken the filibuster, backed Biden's radical Supreme Court nominee, attacked police budgets, supported reckless spending, more debt. He's just another Biden liberal, even campaigned to make him president. I plan to cast my vote for Joe. Imagine the America we can have. Imagine the damage after two more years of a Democrat Senate giving Biden free reign. Utah can stop him if we stop McMullen first. Crypto Freedom Pack is responsible for the content of this advertising. Paid for by Crypto Freedom Pack. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. 202-971-1316. This is Jarek with Jarek's Fine Jewelry. This October is our 14th year anniversary. So to celebrate, we want to treat you to an anniversary date. Make it a date night on us. Come engagement ring or anniversary ring shopping at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. We have thousands of designs to choose from, including the newest custom designs. With no strings attached and no purchase necessary, we will buy your dinner at Bloom Eatery. The entire month of October, come in ring shopping and Bloom is on us. Make date night special. Make it Jarek's. Want to set yourself apart from the competition? The Leadership MBA at Utah State University will help you lead companies and drive change in your organization. You can attend in person in Logan on Thursday evenings or take an interactive online class. Complete your MBA in as little as a year. Apply before November 1st to be considered for a January start. Contact the MBA office for a waiver of the $55 application fee. Learn more at utahstatemba.com. That's utahstatemba.com. Hi, this is Tyler. Recently, my father passed away, and White Pine provided the funeral services for our family. They were friendly, thoughtful, and attentive to every detail. You know, it isn't often that a loved one passes away, so it was very important to my family that everything be handled just right. Because my dad was loved by so many people, we had a lot of family and friends that traveled from out of town. I really appreciate how White Pine Funeral Services made sure everyone was comfortable and that the focus was where it needed to be, on my dad and my family. They really took care of us during this tender time. Advanced Heating and AC, the two-time gold medal winner in Best in Northern Utah. They're teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you the best furnace units available. And now's the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns cash valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, 752-7272. Or stop by their showroom west of DI. And online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. 
They never could play it, but they sure can talk about it. Eric Franson and Jason Walker on the Full Court Press. Welcome back, Full Court Press. Final segment of the first hour. Reminder, uh, we're going to have a bit of a truncated show. Uh, we're going to have our segment next hour, our first segment, but about 5.17 thereabouts. Uh, we're going to have this week in the Mountain West takeover. And then we'll, at 5.45, after that's over, around 5.45, 5.50 maybe, that'll be the start of pregame for the Skyview uh Snow Canyon, I, I may be confused. Nope, that was, that was volleyball. Um, Skyview Desert Hills. There's so many high school games happening. Skyview played Snow Canyon today, but that was 4A volleyball. Beat him 3-1. to one. Uh, Updating on a game in progress at the moment. Mountain Crest is playing Dixie. Last time I updated this, it was 0-0 in the first quarter. It's 14 to 14 here in the second quarter. Uh, live stream, you can find a link to that on cashvalleydaily.com. Uh, I believe it's, it basically link you to the Region 10 Sports YouTube stream of it. That's where I've got it now. Dixie on the goal line, and they've just scored, so they are going to go up 20 to 14. It was third and goal. So unless there's a flag on the play. It's going to be 20 to 14 PAT pending. Dixie going up 20 to 14 on Mountain Crest. Mind you, there's some other football games going on today. Uh, pre-game should be happening right. Oh, there is a flag on that play. And they're backing up, so scratch that. Dixie gets backed up as probably a holding play because they're backing up 10 yards, so it'll be third and goal on the 12 instead of a touchdown. So big penalty for Dixie and a chance for Mountain Crest to hold the uh, Dixie to just a field goal. Uh, so yeah, other games, like I said, pregame in progress for uh, Ridgeline against Snow Canyon. Uh, Dave Simmons and the Patriot Nick Zollinger on the call for that. You can hear that on 104.5 The Ranch. You can listen to the, the Mountain Crest game on 107.7 KLZX. Um, or you can listen to this. But later on our very own 106.9 The Fan will be Desert Hills against Skyview. As I said, I said that like two minutes ago. Pre-game will begin 545, also streaming on CashValleyDaily.com. Uh, Mountain Crest got a sack on that last place. So they're going to force Dixie into um, a tough decision. Looks like they're sending out their field goal team. Hard to say for sure. But a lot of high school football going on right now. Dixie called a timeout, so that's why I can't confirm exactly what's going on. But as I said, lots going on in high school sports today. Um, with volleyball, I still haven't managed to find a score update for Green Canyon against Hurricane in uh, girls' volleyball. As it's Skyview beat Snow Canyon 3-1. Green Canyon, last I knew, they were up 3-1 on Hurricane. I never saw a scoreline for... Ridgeline against Crimson Cliffs. So I'll uh, I'll figure this out as we get into the next hour. And in the next hour we'll have uh, talk about potential NBA salary cap and also a little bit about 
Mountain West football going on here on the weekend. Also, other games happening in college football in the state of Utah. All that coming up next. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were one of the heavy favorites to come out of the NFC this season. The team has the best quarterback of all time in Tom Brady. Tampa's defense has been elite in recent years, but things haven't gone according to plan. After last night's loss to the Ravens, Tampa's now 3-5. and five. Some of the Bucs' issues have been unpreventable. The offensive line, plagued by injuries, and had one of their better offensive linemen retire before the season started. The once-loaded receiver room has struggled to stay on the field. That's made the start of the regular season a nightmare in Tampa. But if you look around the NFC and take a look at the Bucks' division, Tampa's not out of the playoff picture just yet. The NFC itself is winnable. NFC South looks like the worst division in football. So although a 3-5 and five start is far from ideal, it's still hard to rule out the Buccaneers with number 12 still under center. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. 